0: Hey, I'm Stephanie. I'm a woman in recovery, and this is the Recovery State of Mind podcast. On January 23rd of 2020, I made the decision to start a personal journey of recovery regarding my unhealthy relationship with alcohol, undiagnosed mental illness, and improving my overall mental well-being. Each week, I will share my own experiences and what has helped me in recovery. I will also speak with other individuals to share their stories of hope and healing some content we discuss can be triggering. And just a reminder that I'm not a doctor or licensed counselor of any kind. I'm here to share my experiences in recovery in hopes to inspire others and be a voice of comfort as you too navigate this thing called life. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into this week's episode. everyone happy new year we have finally made it through 2020 what a crazy ride it's been (laughs) happy new year to everyone i hope that everybody has had a great holiday season had fun ringing in the new year it's 2021 Um, i think that even though we're still going to face some challenges this year it's going to be a good year and we can make the best of it. Uh, we're prepared with COVID now. We know what it's about, uh, for the most part, at least. And we can start um, making some new goals and just uh, hopefully hopefully have a better year. Um, that's what I want to talk about today. I decided to release today on New Year's Day um, and talk a little bit about setting New Year's goal, uh, goals focused on your mental health. Of course, mental health is so important to me. This year has been big for my mental health. I started off in treatment for my mental health and it has only gotten better since then. So I thought it would be appropriate for me to talk about that a little bit. Um, It's gonna be a focus more on self-care. There's different aspects of self-care that I'm gonna talk about. So I thought this could be the perfect time to kind of go over that. Um, Let me just preface most of this. I came up through a little bit of research, some ideas of my own. Um, This is not anything from a professional opinion. This is simply my opinions and some of my ideas. And I just wanted to share with you a little bit of my thought process when I'm going through setting goals um, around mental health. So just setting the stage there that, uh, again, I'm not a professional, but this is simply my opinion and just my experience with what I've gone through with my mental health. So I think the first thing to do before we set goals, and a lot of people talk about resolutions. I personally, I don't like calling it resolutions because nine times out of ten, do we stick to our resolution? No. We usually say, this is going to be my resolution, and then nothing really happens. But I think setting goals and really just like a focus for the year of what we want to do is the way to go. Um, So... In setting goals, there's a couple of things that I think is really important. The first is to be intentional with your goal. So make sure it's really personal to you, something that you're going to follow through on. Um, Intentional as far as, you know, how are you going to do what you are setting out to do, what you want to accomplish. Um, Stick to the basics. Stick to what you know. Stick to what works. And do what's best for you don't make your goals around other people because you're never going to achieve what you want if you're worried about other people and your goals versus what you want out of your goals. One really good way of setting goals is to do something called the SMART steps. Um, I've used this in my professional life and also in my personal life, and I feel like it really helps. A lot of you have probably already heard of what SMART stands for, but I'm going to go over it just to help a little bit. So SMART is an acronym, an acronym for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time Sensitive. There's different variations, but that's basically what SMART stands for. So set a specific goal, some way to measure it. Is it really attainable? Don't set a goal that you're never going to accomplish because it's way too big of a goal. Um, relevant, is it relevant to what you want to accomplish? And time sensitive. So put a timestamp stamp on it. Um let me give you an example. So a specific goal may be, I want to lose 20 pounds. How are you going to measure that? Um, So that could be through weekly weigh-ins. That could be through, um, really, I mean, your measure is if you lose 20 pounds. Uh, So there's your specific, your measurable. Is it attainable? Can you lose 20 pounds? Okay, well that's gonna go over to the time-sensitive piece as well, so is it attainable, is it relevant? So is it relevant to what you're setting out to achieve? Time-sensitive, so best you know, thing there is 20 pounds, start to think, okay, what time frame could I lose 20 pounds in? Okay, let's say I wanna lose 20 pounds over the next six months, that's pretty attainable. That's most likely if you stick to however, whatever whatever other goals you put in place to achieve that goal, That's how you're going to do it, which kind of goes back to your specifics. So your goal is to lose 20 pounds, so maybe you throw in some more specifics on how you're going to do that by exercising three times a week, by counting your calories, whatever that is. So specific, measurable, attainable, relative, time-sensitive. That's kind of just a great guideline to help you set a goal. Um, The second thing I think that's really important when we're thinking about goals is to create some type of routine. Um, That's gonna help us really stick to whatever our main goals are. Um, Having that routine is really helpful, so make lists. um, Test things out, that's really important. Just because you set a goal and then you say you're gonna do whatever your goal is, is say you're gonna work out five times a week. Test it out. If it doesn't work, that's okay. Reevaluate and then adjust. So instead of working out five times a week, maybe your schedule really only allows for you to do it three times a week, but you know you're going to make those three workouts really count. So test things out, see what works for you, and adjust. It's a journey. It's not linear. Be flexible. Just because you set a goal and you're trying to achieve it a certain way, again, if it doesn't work, that's okay. Just be flexible. Adjust. Um, Be specific and structured. I think those two things are really important. When you're setting a goal, if you're not specific and you're not structured about it, chances are you're not going to follow through. So a little bit about what my daily routine looks like, because I think having a daily routine is really important. I mean, mine has varied a little bit now that I work from home. Um, I have, you know, I can be a little bit more flexible with things. And I'll be honest, this last month of 2020, my routine has kind of gone out the window. So I'm going to be getting back into that routine through 2021. Um, Because I know that's what helps me be successful. So for me, I I created like some non-negotiables. So for me, it's getting a gallon of water in every day. It's moving my body for 20 minutes. It's tracking my food. It's being creative in some type of way. It's also being spiritual. So prayer, meditation, um, whatever that looks like for you on a spiritual level. And then some kind of journaling or gratitude. So sometimes it might be I actually sit down and I journal. Sometimes it's I sit down and I write out a gratitude list. Sometimes it's, I just think in my head, what am I thankful for? Just to kind of get my mind, you know, in a positive place. So those are some of my non-negotiables. For me, it's, I get up at the same time pretty much every morning, unless I get to sleep in. I'm not going to lie. I love my sleep. Sleep is important to me. So if I have the day off, I might sleep in. But I usually get up around the same time. I start my day with some caffeine, (laughs) (laughs) I try to put my mind in a good place so there's where that gratitude comes in so I think it's you know positive things to try to to set my day in a positive direction Um, I do my work I fit in my workout either during my lunch break or before or after work so I know that I have some options there Uh, you know then it's basically make dinner spend some time being creative or something I enjoy or maybe it's I just basically try to do something for myself, and it's just me. I don't have a family to worry about, so it is a little bit easier um, to really fit in some of those things. I know it has to be more challenging if you have a family because you've got all kinds of other things going on, but that's kind of what my uh, non-negotiables, my daily routine look like a little bit. So now let's talk about self-care. So self-care is, the rest of this is geared more around self-care. There's, like I said, there's there's a, a physical self-care, social self-care, spiritual self-care, emotional self-care, uh, mental self-care, I believe is the last one. Um, but I'm going to talk about each one of those. So this is thinking specifically around some self-care things because self-care is so important. And let's talk about what is self-care because a lot of people think it's... Um, eating a box of chocolates or having your favorite ice cream at night and those things can be self care but this is more of a general like everyday self care your mental health your physical health your social health all of that stuff it's about making the best of it for yourself Um, so what's the definition of self care two of them that I noted was the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health The practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness. So that's what it is. It's really protecting your own health. And how do you elevate your health to the next level, you know, instead of just going through the motions every day. So what is self-care? Self-care, and this is from psychcentral.com, is any activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. Although it's a simple concept in theory, it's sometimes we very often overlook. It's something, sorry, that we very often overlook. Good self-care is key to improve mood and reduce anxiety. It's also a key to a good relationship with oneself and others. So you've heard the saying, and I've said it before, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you have all of these other things going on in your life where people need you and you're not taking care of yourself you're not gonna be able to take care of these other people as well because you're not taking care of you. So I just, self-care is so important. Let's talk about what self-care isn't. Um, this is also from psychcentral.com. He says, it is not something that we force ourselves to do or something we don't enjoy doing. It should fuel us, not take away from us. Self-care isn't a selfish act. It is not only about considering our needs, it is rather about knowing what we need to do in order to take care of ourselves. Being subsequently able to take care of others as well. That is, if I don't take enough care of myself, I won't be in the place to give my loved ones either. So that's what it's about. It's taking care of you and what's going to help you take care of others and take care of just your life in general and have a happy, fulfilled life. So let's talk about some ideas. Um, physical self-care. So some ideas around physical self-care is sleep. So it's noted that seven to eight hours is what we need as adults. So if you're not getting seven to eight hours, maybe think about what can you do to make sure you get that seven to eight hours? Do you need to maybe Adjust to where you're doing more in the morning and you get up a little earlier, but you're able to go to bed a little earlier. What does that look like? Um, For me, I don't have trouble getting my seven, eight hours. I love sleep. And thankfully, I don't have a difficult time sleeping. I know some people do. I just recommend using melatonin. It's a natural supplement. It's really helped me be able to get a good night's rest. Drinking sleepy time tea before bed, meditation before bed, all those things can help you kind of wind down. And be able to sleep well Uh, but getting that seven to eight hours is really crucial so what else around physical self-care so the things that we think of the most are probably exercise and nutrition exercise again it's recommended we move our bodies for at least 20 minutes every day this is to help with it eases anxiety eases stress it's just helpful to move our bodies and make sure we're burning off a little bit more of calories Nutrition what does nutrition look like for you nutrition looks like something different for everybody? I like to follow a ketogenic lifestyle that works for me. That is when I feel physically my best Not only have I lost weight being keto. I also feel better So for someone else they might do keto and they might feel terrible so maybe whole 30 or maybe just counting calories Maybe eating low-carb, it works for them. So it's again, it's really thinking about what works best for you and when you feel your best. Don't cut yourself down to 10 or 1,000 calories every day because you think that's what you should do. Do you feel good eating 1,000 calories a day? Yes, great. Do it. No? Readjust. It's okay. Um, And the last thing that I was thinking, well, two things really is, one, relax for physical self-care. We don't relax enough. You know, we may sit there and watch a TV show at night, but are we turning our minds off? Are we sitting there and stressing out about 10 other things? So trying to relax, to actually sit down, to kind of turn our our brains off a little bit and just relax and be in the moment. And then the last thing that I was thinking, a lot of people don't make time for is keeping up with our doctor's appointments. And right now, We might not be because we don't want to do virtual. Some doctor's offices are only doing virtual. But you've got to take care of our physical health that way. And I know for me, losing my grandmother to Alzheimer's almost, gosh, it's been over two years now. Um, Feels like yesterday. It's it's crazy how time flies. But that was a wake-up call for me that I don't want... I don't want that for myself, and I can't necessarily control whether that happens to me or not, but I can take specific actions to try and better myself and be in better health, and part of that is keeping up with doctor's appointments. So that's just an idea. That might be something that you need to set as a New Year's goal. Maybe you have some appointments that you've been putting off. Next, we'll talk about social self-care. So social self-care is really about connecting with other people. And that can look differently for different for everybody. Um, some people really love to be in groups of people. That for them is social self-care. They're energized extroverts. They're energized by other people. For us introverts like me, <laughs> group settings aren't always what we love and it doesn't always energize us. It might drain us. So someone going into the new year wanting to ta- to take care of their social self-care may say, I want to spend one day every month with my group of friends someone that's introverted might say i want to spend one day a month with my closest friend Um, but really setting those intentional goals to connect with other human beings some ways to do that is obviously through friend interactions through volunteering you can you know volunteer if you don't like people so much volunteer at the animal shelter you'll get some time with animals but you're also connecting with some other humans uh, just not isolating and that's really difficult if you deal with any type of mental health issue, mental illness, isolation is probably the thing that we go to the first at first because we don't want to have to deal with other people. Um, and we don't want other people knowing, you know, our struggles and things like that, but it's really important, um, to take care of that social self-care. So don't isolate Maybe join a group. There's lots of virtual support groups, and not just for, like, addiction, but there's for, like, weight loss, eating disorders, um, for different types of activities. Maybe you're a big, I don't know. (laughs) There's groups for everything. Um, If you want to reach out to me, I can help you locate what those websites are Um, because you can join a group, and that could be something that, you know, you're not having to leave your house, especially in this time during COVID, but you can virtually um, take care of your social self-care because you're connecting with other people. Instagram, that's been a huge, huge social self-care for me is because I'm still interacting with people, but it's, you know, I'm not necessarily having to leave my house all the time. I have met some people from Instagram and that's been amazing. Some really good friends that I've been able to make. So. There's lots of different ways to take care of your social self-care. It doesn't have to just be always in person, and especially right now, I think that's the thing is virtual is the way to go for a lot of people, because you're, safe, you're staying safe, but you're still connecting with others. All right, let's move on. Mental self-care. Um, mental self-care is really about our brains, our minds. What are we doing to stay sharp? so learning a new skill could be maybe a goal for 2021 Uh, maybe you want to learn how to play the guitar maybe you want to learn how to cook or bake Um, so that could be a really cool way to take care of your mental self-care it's something that should be fun something that maybe maybe it'll be a practical skill so it helps you in your life but you enjoy it Um, researching is a good way to take care of our mental health i am not a researcher (laughs) For me it's hard to sit down and look at the computer and like research all these things, but some people love it. Some people love to get books and research things. So that's a way to take care of our mental self-care. Um learning how to set boundaries I think is probably a really good way as well to protect our mental health. Um you know it's hard to say no sometimes, but we can't again, we can't continue to give 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 to other people if we're not taking care of ourselves. So it's okay to say no to things, and it's okay if you need to set a boundary with another person. It is not always easy, but it's definitely something that is, is okay to do, and I think that the more we learn to do that, the better our mental health becomes. So a couple ideas there. Um, we still have spiritual and emotional self care, so let's talk about spiritual self care. I think spiritual self care again can look so different for many people. There's, uh, it doesn't. It's not about religion. It's about your spiritual being and how you, uh, how you connect with even the world, the earth, <laughs> nature, things like that. Um, gratitude could be a really good thing for spiritual self-care. They say that if you're focused on what you're grateful for, like it's hard to be in a negative space. So maybe that's um, doing a gratitude journal. I know Willie Gillis on Instagram, he posts his gratitude list every day and he is faithful about that and it's awesome to see Um, so he lists like 10 things that he's thankful for every day so maybe that's something a practice you start to help you kind of get into that positive space and it's taking care of your spiritual self-care of course there's prayer and meditation those things of course are always great for your spiritual self so just really thinking how you connect and again maybe it's maybe it's spending more time in nature that makes you feel spiritually connected so just some ideas there Emotional self-care kind of goes along with mental self-care, I feel like, um, but a little bit different. So journaling is a big one. I've talked about that a lot on the podcast. A lot of people do talk about journaling because it is a good practice. It's not always easy and it's weird to sit down and write about things, but look up journal prompts. You can even look up gratitude journal prompts, Um, but maybe spend five minutes a day just journaling, getting some of your thoughts and feelings out. Don't let them fester inside of you. You may not want to share these thoughts with other people, but you could write them down. And if you don't want other people finding it, then maybe you could burn it after and that would feel really good. Like you get those thoughts out and then you just release them type thing. Because learning to let go is really important for our emotional self-care as well. And letting go of things is so incredibly hard. Um, but that's, that, those are like great physical ways to get rid of letting go like write stuff down if you're feeling angry or upset write it down rip it up crumple it throw it away however like learn to let go of those things um therapy that's a big one for emotional self-care maybe you have been considering therapy now's the time to do it and if you have questions i have episodes out in the season one around therapy should help answer some questions. Feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to answer any questions about therapy. I love therapy. I highly recommend therapy for everyone. doesn't matter what your situation is. I think having that unbiased person in your life to be able to listen and just be able to talk things through is the greatest gift. So I'm a huge pro for therapy. <laughs> um, and then positive self-talk and positive affirmations. These, I think, are great ways to, again, really take care of yourself and to build yourself up and be in a positive space versus in that negative space. So when you're thinking of positive self-talk, like, listen, challenge, change. Listen to your thoughts. Challenge your thoughts. Change your thoughts. If you're always negatively talking to yourself, I mean, you're going to feel negatively about everything But if you stop and listen to yourself when you have a thought, and it's not easy to do, it takes a lot of time. But when you have that thought, listen to it. Is it positive? Great, run with it. Is it negative? Then maybe you need to challenge that thought and change it. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm so stupid, no, change that. I just did something that was stupid. (laughs) I'm not stupid, I made a mistake. You know, things like that, it's okay. I am human. I make mistakes. I learn from my mistakes. Like those are more positive, positive ways to look at things. Um, Some people like to write down their positive self-talk or their affirmations. I have 10 examples of both just because I think it's hard to sometimes know where to start with these. Um, And I think once you kind of hear some, you get an idea. So for positive self-talk, you could say things like, I have the power to change my mind. I am enough. I will do this. This is an opportunity for me to try something new. That's a huge one for me right now. I'm doing things that are not necessarily in my comfort zone, but it's good. (laughs) Um, I can't control what other people think. I can only control me. I can get through this, today is going to be awesome, I am a leader, I believe in myself. So those are just some positive self-talk things that you can try. Maybe write them down, write them on your mirror, write them on sticky notes, stick them around your house, just to have some positive affirmations or positive self-talk. And then the positive affirmations, let me, let me share some of those with you. Um, so you can kind of get an idea for how those sound. I think writing these down and putting them in a little jar and then like maybe walking by every day and picking one out is a really good idea because you already have a bunch written down and then you can just pull them out and remind yourselves of what these positive affirmations are. Um, so a couple of them, I create a safe and secure space for myself wherever I am. I give myself permission to do what is right for me. What I love about myself is fill in the blank. I give myself space to grow and learn. My drive and ambition allow me to achieve my goals. I trust I am on the right path. I put my energy into things that matter. My mind is full of brilliant ideas. I trust myself. I am becoming closer to my true self every day. I ended with that one because I love it the most. I think getting closer to our truer self is so important and such a big part of our journeys in life because we are discovering and learning and finding something new about ourselves every day. So anyways, those are some positive affirmations, some positive self-talk. I think those things are really important. I hope that that kind of helps you get an idea of maybe how you can talk to yourself going forward into 2021. Um, I hope that this was helpful. I think it helped me kind of going through and thinking through of 2021, what I want my goals to be Um, I think another really essential thing is to create a no list. So what are some things going into 2021 that you no longer want to do? What no longer serves you? Um, some simple examples are like no phones at the dinner table, not working weekends, not attending gatherings that you don't like, like little things. That you're just creating a list of like, I no longer want to do these things going into 2021. And maybe it's, I no longer want to negatively self talk. So now you have some ideas of how you can do that positively. So I hope this was helpful. I'd love your feedback as always. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Recovery State of Mind. Feel free to share this podcast. I think it could be really helpful as we go into the new year. I'm really excited. I think that this is just a time of new beginnings. And like I said, it's still going to present challenges. Every year presents challenges. But how we go into this year matters. And having that positive mindset, setting some goals, and really focusing on our mental health is so important. So thanks for tuning in today. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful New Year's Day. And I can't wait to connect with you again. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to another episode of Recovery State of Mind. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to my story. Make sure to check me out on Instagram at Recovery State of Mind. I'd love to hear from you, and my DMs are always open as a safe place. If you want to help me in sharing my story, please head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review. Talk to you next time.